Well, joining me as we wrap up the day's market action is Anthea Gardner from Cartesian Capital. Thank you so much for your time, Anthea. Lots uh, happening in the macro environment that's keeping investors busy. Let's actually start off with China because uh, on that front, there seems to be uh, good and bad news. And those markets are still red because today I would have thought that the markets would actually be up in Asia, considering the fact that Country Garden uh, avoided a default and we did see those property stocks surge. But then also we did get that weak data, uh, PMI data yesterday. So what are you making of what is coming out of China right now? Good evening, Zanati. I think people are struggling or investors are struggling to understand China. I think you and I spoke about this the last time. Every time China comes out with bad news, investors really believe it. Like they, they really want to knock the markets. And there's a part of me that thinks China is so determined to have GDP growth and to fix that economy and, and to really reach their targets that they are not going to let it fall. And so Country Garden, um, um, kind of not missing its pay debt payment or, or doing well mm. is, is probably a good sign, but still investors are nervous. They, they don't really like um, that, that the economic data is not as strong as it should be. Um, and then you can't also can't discount, you know, the usual, the US story where even good news is bad news. I'm so sick of saying that, by the way. Right. Um, and, and so it's so it's a combination of what's going on globally, not to mention that oil price. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that I think has just sent markets into a bit of a tailspin. Can I say that? Is yeah. it fair? I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's feels negative. Hey, there's definitely a risk of sentiment happening in the market. Yeah. And and, and it's funny because when, when there's that risk of sentiment, because South Africa is so liquid from a currency and stock market perspective, we get the worst of it in emerging markets. We are the first markets or currency that foreign investors sell because that's where the liquidity is. Hopefully it'll turn when risk on sentiment will be the first they buy because there's liquidity. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It's really quite interesting because, I mean, as much as those uh, property stocks in China got some respite, that's not the same when it comes to consumers looking at the oil price getting more support. It was it reached a 10-month high uh, yesterday after the announcements of the extension of the oil price cuts from Russia and Saudi Arabia. And, of course, now we're seeing that panic in the U.S. Uh, that the Fed might not be done with its hiking cycle. But the week uh, is still ongoing, so we will see what uh, the Fed officials have to say uh, ahead of that meeting that we have in about two weeks' time. Let's come back to the JSC. Uh, quite a lot of interesting uh, movements that we have seen. So let's go into some of the uh, news that have come out, starting off with Calgary M3. They came out with an interim trading statement uh, saying that they expect their headline earnings per share to increase by at least 20%. Not a lot of color, but investors chose to give the stock green uh, as that share price uh, surged by about three uh, percent can you fill in the gaps for us there Zanati, there was no color <laughs> they were telling us <laughs> expect hips to be up by 20 percent oh thanks yeah. <laughs> but i think from the previous trading statement we had in may they informed us that uh hips would increase between 40 and 50 percent it came spot in the middle at 45 yeah so i'm inclined to believe them when we say we see this increase of 20 percent you know the share price movement it's going to be a good one to watch um, because after their last results, the share rallied 25% between May and June. Mm. And in the last two months, it's rallied 
over 30% or close to 30% already. So I w so really no color in the trading statement, but yeah. when they say it's going to be up 20%, believe them. Yeah. I mean, just looking at that chart, it has run quite high. And I'm wondering, I mean, as an investor, would, do you think that this would still be a good time to go into call grow? Maybe that it's, it may have just run a little bit too hard where maybe you would want to wait for some pressure on that share. I, I think wait for some pressure on the share and there's no need to jump in it until you've actually seen what's going to drive this 20% increase in hits. Ah, all right. Well, let's talk about Grinrod Shipping. Uh, they came out with a quarterly and also interim results on that front. Of course, we know that uh, this was the darling of COVID-19. But of course, with the growth concerns, we have seen, uh, you know, the, those those earnings coming under pressure. And the story is uh, not saying anything different from these numbers. What did you make of those numbers? I think you need to watch the stock a little bit carefully. Um, so, you know, their parent company, Taylor Maritime, yes. has bought most of the company. And there's a lot of movement in the cash flow and how they show um, profitability, if you like. So um, decent profitability in the second quarter, but also coming from uh, selling their vessels or their assets, right? Yeah. Although, I'm, I might... I say that, but even if you strip out the $50 million in sale proceeds, you're still left with $17.5 million in cash flow from operating activities. So pretty decent. Um, the share is trading at about a 50% discount to NAV. But then this Taylor Maritime story is a bit worrying because they wanted to buy out the whole company. They didn't get the 90% that they needed, shareholder approval they needed. Um, and instead, now what it looks like they're doing and I probably should read, go into more detail kind of once I've been through the report. Yeah. But what it looks like they're doing is because they've had um, uh, approval for this capital reduction, Taylor Maritime are going to be big beneficiaries of this dividend payout, $38 million dividend payout from Grinrod Shopping. And, and it feels, oh, I must really be careful what I say, but almost as if they're hollowing it out if they didn't get their approval to take it out take out Grinnard shipping completely and delist it, that that's what they're going to do. And I think shipping is a difficult um, industry to be in. So I, I remember twice, you know, in 2001 and 2008, when the economy turns, shipping suffers. Um, you, you have real issues of export, imports, ships not getting to port, things not being trans, um, transported across the world. It's yeah, it's one that worries me. It's not a great stock, right? Yeah. Um, it's certainly fallen massively over the last year. Ah, Be careful right. of it, I think. All right, I take your points there. Let's quickly get to your stock pick for today, Anthea. Um, this is one I had to be convinced about because I'm not 100% sure about the property sector in South Africa, but it's a Rand Hedge, 100% Rand Hedge. It's a property stock, and I'm okay with it. Right? So that's where we're going. Nepi Rock Castle. Um, and because it's got Eastern European exposure and, and some interesting facts, you know, you, you're still seeing wage growth in Eastern Europe, massive wage growth. So in Romania, for example, wage growth at 15 percent, Poland at 10 percent. Um, it feels like Eastern Europe's kind of opening up. They're going, they're, social, they're reigniting, I should say, their social lives again. Shopping centers seem to be the beneficiary. So I'm buying some, oh, and by the way, LTV below the 35% kind of threshold they put in place. 
I'm buying some nappy rock castle. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your insights on what has been driving the markets today. Anthea, really appreciate it. That was Anthea Gardner from Cartesian Capital.